Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. I also host the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, which you can listen to if you need your literary fix fast. This podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, is for anyone out there who wants to feel better in their bodies like I do. There's a private support group that I started on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. And all of us share tips, suggestions, recipes, meal ideas, and generally just give each other lots and lots and lots of support so that it isn't so hard to do what should be simple, but somehow isn't. So please listen to the podcast, hear stories from people just like you who have struggled and overcome things and have ideas and suggestions. And let's just do this together. We got this. Thanks for listening. Dana Jacobson and I had such a nice time chatting. I got to know her when she interviewed me for CBS This Morning. She's done two like seven minute segments on me, which is like insane. So if you want to, if you want to watch any of those, they're on my press page on zibbyowens.com. But anyway, she interviewed me and I thought, wow, she is such a great interviewer. I want to get to know her. So I did. So she was a former sports journalist. She still does lots of reporting in all different capacities, but this is her personal story. Welcome, Dana. I'm so happy to have you on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. <laughs> Such a Thanks for having me. Oh, sure. This is so great because you interviewed me a while ago and I was like, oh my gosh, you're like the best interviewer ever. So now I have to interview you back. <laughs> no, I feel like it's payback because I always think it's easier to ask the questions than to, <laughs> than to be answering. So here's what I get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd much rather <laughs> ask than be asked. So yeah. Right. Thank you. I get to relax and you can perform. <laughs> so here we go. All right. So I really just, you responded in the Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight Instagram community that you had lost 100 pounds and had a whole journey yourself. And I, of course, said, oh my gosh, please come on this podcast. I have to hear your story. So tell me, tell me your story from the very beginning. It's still an ongoing journey. So I was a kid who was, and, and looking back at pictures recently, I realized I was a chubby kid always. There was, there's not a picture of me where you were like, she's a skinny little girl. But I think my parents knew at some point it was getting a little bit out of control and I was active. I know they took me for every test. I remember going to get tested. Like, did I have diabetes? Did I have a thyroid issue? And this is like elementary school age, you know, really young. And I think my first diet was first grade-ish Weight Watchers. I remember putting the menu up on the fridge. I, you know, two tablespoons of peanut butter on toast, I remember was a breakfast and it was like yogurt with grape nuts was another thing. You know, my mom at the time had gained some weight and was dieting. So like there was, dieting was always a part of our household. And I, I don't remember ever having just a healthy relationship with food. I had a very skinny brother. He could eat whatever he wanted. He had every sweet, everything. And I would get the, why don't you have an apple? Why don't you have this? And as a kid, all you want is what you can't have. So I started sneaking food and that just led to me gaining more and more weight. And, you know, you think of those milestone moments. I think I was maybe in fifth grade. And I remember my doctor said to me, I probably weighed, I want to say it was 150 pounds. So I was, I may be off on the years. I was always tall for my age, but he said, if you just don't gain any weight this year, we'll be getting back on track. And I think I maybe gained five pounds. Like I had a good year. But then it just went off the rails again. And I, I turned to food, certainly emotionally. I Again, I was sneaking food. I never felt like I could have what I wanted. So I ate everything else. 
And by the time I got into high school, I weighed 240 pounds. And even though I was 5'9", that clearly was morbidly obese. Long before people were doing stomach stapling and procedures like that. And I've always said, I probably, I'm sure I would have been a candidate to go in and do that. But I remember I started dieting again. And, you know, I feel like I've skipped, I've, I tried every diet in between. Like, you know, it was anything that was out there, diet center, Weight Watchers. I would try the ones where it was like eat beets for a certain time and the cottage cheese. And I hated beets and it did everything. And I'd go up and down. I remember eighth grade, lost some weight and gained it. And I moved in high school my sophomore year. And I had, that's when I'd hit 240 pounds by the time I was a sophomore in high school. And at some point, something just kind of started to click. And I lost a lot. I would say I probably was about maybe 20 pounds overweight at junior year. And my boyfriend broke up with me at the start of senior year. And that was like the first real boyfriend I'd had because I was always the fat best friend of all the guys. And I just really got out of control. And New Year's Eve, lying at a friend's house, lying down, they thought I was sleeping. And there I am again, probably 240 pounds. And I heard my friends joking like, well, we can't move her to the bed because we can't lift her up. And yeah, I mean, it's mortifying, but at the same time, something clicked in my head then. And the next morning I just woke up and I was going to exercise every day and I was going to eat better. And I I sort of did. I, I didn't eat enough. I definitely started just, you know, almost to the point of starvation, but I would eat maybe eight, 900 calories a day based on every diet I'd ever done. You know, it was for breakfast, I'd have these bran muffins that I'd made from some mix and yogurt. And then for lunch, it was the sandwich I made every day and carrot sticks and an apple, never varied. And dinner was a stir fry that I made on my own or a salad with chicken. So healthy, but certainly not enough because I was also waking up every morning and working out for an hour, whether it was like an exercise bike or a treadmill or something like that. And that's when I lost a hundred pounds in about from January to May, basically. I'd never looked the way I looked. I was shocked. I certainly didn't see myself that way. I couldn't believe the clothes that I could have that I'd always wanted. You know, I was a kid who grew up with just wanting anything to look like I fit in bat mitzvah time was horrible. My mom would bring bags of clothes home and just wanted to make me happy and nothing fit right. And I wanted to wear what the girls were wearing. And it was the Michael Jackson time and everybody had their leather jackets and skirts and I couldn't find one that fit. So in high school to have that, it was huge. I mean, I was going to college and I was so excited, but I also didn't really learn how to eat. So I got into college and I realized, well, A, I'm sorry, kids don't do this illegally drinking and <laughs> underage drinking more. And if I drank, then I might gain weight. So I just kind of tried to stop eating freshman year. That didn't go well. And I realized really fast that I could, A, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is a good thing. There was something in my brain that just couldn't do that. But I knew how unhealthy it was. And we had had a childhood friend who had gotten anorexia, had developed anorexia when she was a teenager. So I knew the stories and I knew I was going down that path. But I couldn't correct it in a good way, and I didn't reach out for help. And so I, freshman year, it just spiraled out of control of, again, these binges and not purging, but just not figuring out how to eat. And by sophomore year, end of sophomore year, I would say in college, I gained every pound that I had lost back. So, you know, the battle continued. And I don't think it was until I was working as an adult, probably almost 10 years later, was when I started to get control by trying to figure out how to eat again. 
and tried to lose weight healthy, got an eating plan and had a trainer that I was able to work out with. And he gave me an eating plan and it sucked because it was slow and I wanted to drop a hundred pounds in four or five months again. But it was, I took off at that point, if I had gotten up to 240 again, I got down to around 170, 175. And I would say I was in that range for a long time, probably, now I'm trying to think timing-wise, about 10 years ago, went through a bad breakup and was still in that range of that 175, 180, you know, would go up and down 10 pounds, I'd say, and went on a high-protein, low-carb diet, went down again and dropped the most weight that I had, and I think got down to like 155 and realized as an adult, like, I know numbers are meaningless, but to me, that's sort of how I looked at it. it Like I felt good. I was a size eight again or a six and it was great. And I've had this, I still struggle because I go there and then I start gaining. I had my wedding last year, which was great because no better motivation. I was not going to (laughs) gain too much weight because I didn't want to go through that again. I've always been an exerciser and I kept that as a part of it, but I still am not a good eater. You know, I, I was great during my couple years, like my engagement year and my wedding. And I gained a lot of weight, like so many people during COVID and put on to where I'm back in my, yeah, I'm fine, but I'm not comfortable. I, I'm 15 pounds less on me and I feel better and my clothes fit better. And I'm not on TV thinking, can everybody, does everybody see what I see? And So that's like the condensed, even though it feels long version of my journey, that it's, it's always there. I see myself more now, how I look, I look at my wedding photos. I know that's what I look like. I don't think who is that, but I can't, I don't think I will ever have a fully healthy relationship with food. I don't know how to stop eating when I'm full. I, it's a trigger. Sugar's a trigger for me, foods like that. So I just try to manage it as best I can. And that's, it's sad to me because I watch my stepson who I'm full with a, you know, cake in front of him. <laughs> who does that? <laughs> I know, my five-year-old's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's okay. No, I don't want any more. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, I'll eat it. I mean, yeah. let's not waste it now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've learned that too now is the, in the step-parent role is it's like, oh yeah, that's why. Cause it's, it's sitting there and you don't want to throw it away, but it's, and, and you smell it and it's pizza. And I, now I want pizza. <laughs> So, so that's been my journey. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. There were so many parts of your story where I was like, oh, me too. Oh, yeah, that too. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I know so many other people feel the same way. But my question is when you, like, all the way back when you were like getting tested and there was nothing physiological, was the food you were eating, like, did it not make any sense that you were gaining weight on the food you were eating? Like, did you, the foods you were hiding, was it like, was it actually enough food or is, do you think there is something physiological with you that's sort of some still perhaps undiagnosed that you're missing some satiety thing or right. you know I, mean? I well I did learn and I think some of this they knew when I was younger. I've Hashimoto's disease and so you're it, there's a little like sluggish thyroid but it's not so low that they would ever put you on medicine. So that is part of it. Um when I was younger that's how my parents figured out I was sneaking food because they knew what I was eating and they're like to the doctor, she can't be gaining weight. This is, and that's why they kept taking me in. It just didn't seem possible. And then they started to realize it must be something. And those foods were not good foods. I, I'm, I know I used to take the American cheese slices and I would just take a ton of them because it was easy and I could do that. And there was junk in the house for my brother to eat. And I would take those. And I remember a very funny fight with my brother had bought uh, like a Cadbury bar or something. He was working at a drugstore. He brought it home 
and it was in the fridge and then suddenly it was gone. And this was at a point where my family knew I was sneaking stuff and my brother started blaming me. <laughs> my dad was not home at the time and I swore that I had not eaten it and I really hadn't. Turned out my dad ate it the night before like and was going to tell him and replace it but he wasn't home yet. But that like that's how bad it was that you know everybody in my family knew. So I think there's a little bit I can blame I have a sluggish thyroid on it and I stopped playing sports that I had played in high school to act. And so my activity level was down, but it definitely was the foods I was eating and the amount. I think for me, more than anything, the portion control, I'm the one person in the world who like Weight Watchers, I know it works for so many people. I can't do, I, I don't, the portion control is really impossible for me. And I'd rather eat a huge salad and put grilled chicken on it and no, or just know this is, this is it. I'm eating this meal and this meal and that. I just, I don't do well at it. That's okay. That I mean, everybody, <laughs> no, no, that's, yeah. you don't have to and do Weight Watchers. Nobody, right. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I found when I asked for tips a while ago is like everybody staunchly believed in their way because, right. and it's true, different things help everybody. And it sounds obvious, but like when the thing doesn't work for you, I feel like it still makes me feel like a failure. I'm like, okay, I don't like intermittent fasting. It's not working for right. me. I feel like it's Yom Kippur <laughs> like every day. I feel like right. so deprived and like being punished and then everyone's like, no, no, I'm not eating till noon. And I feel like, what's wrong with me? Why can I not eat until noon? Like, right. anyway, so there, I feel like there's always so much judgment in every failed plan of any kind. So when you, when you worked with the trainer who gave you a meal plan, what changed then? Like, did he not care about portions or he would just say like, like what, what was it? Do you think? I'm just curious. It was, a, it was a mix. I mean, he knew I wanted to lose weight. He was, he happened to be the Sacramento Kings trainer, the NBA team in Sacramento where I was living. And it was a mix. And he worked with people who were trying to lose weight, but he worked with athletes more. So for him, food was fuel. And it was, what are you burning and how many calories and what are you putting in your body? So what happened then, it became greater calories, a much higher level of calorie. I'd never heard anything over 1,200 to lose weight. And he would take me through these workouts every day that were vigorous hour-long workouts and would tell me, once you start burning, you're going to burn more. Once you're creating more muscle in your body, you're going to have more muscle. You know, it, it just the, that whole routine that as much as I had worked out when I was in high school and losing weight, I didn't fully understand the development of it. So he got me on things like brown rice. You don't have to not have rice. How about having brown rice? And this was post that idea. My husband and I laugh about the Susan powder. You can eat anything you want that doesn't have fat in it. <laughs> and we all sat there and ate boxes of snack wells and all these things yeah. and we, right. And gained weight and thought, I don't understand why. So he, he tried to rein it in, I think, in a different way. There were portions. I would make my meals like the week ahead of time and my grilled chicken and brown rice and broccoli. But he also, I remember having a nutritionist who did this with me also. Right after I gained all that weight back and got out of college, my parents asked if I wanted to go see a nutritionist. And they found somebody for me. And I remember that was the first time ever somebody said, look, sugar is sugar. And I would maybe argue in some ways with it now, because I think mentally you look at it differently, but she'd say a can of Coke or an apple, look at how much sugar is in an apple and how much sugar is in a can of Coke. And that, right. It, there's sort of like a, it's not this, I don't think it's the same. One is a natural sugar, but at the time she was trying to get me to realize that it, it just had to be about food. If you want to have a can of Coke, here are the other things you can't have. And if you can have 50 apples, would you rather have 50 apples than a can of Coke? And if you want the can of Coke, 
have it, that there are no forbidden foods. I think mm-hmm. she was really trying to get me over that idea from childhood of, like I used to say, I couldn't buy peanut butter and ice cream. I would not buy them and put them in my house because if I did, they're gone in a single sitting or in a day or whatever it may be. And not like you, you want to like real things that I, maybe I should be embarrassed, but I'm not because I think this is real. Not a pint of ice cream, like a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> get it. You know, I, like no problem. So she was trying to get me to think that those weren't forbidden. And I think the trainer had more of that also. Use the food to fuel, find things that you want. He made it regulated. This is something that does work for me. Like the intermittent fasting, I was laughing because it does work for me. Here's your window. After this, we're shut down. Stores shut down. Can't go anymore. And he did that too, like have a set time for meals. And because my job is always so crazy and has been, set times were difficult, but he would say, make the time. He was a five smaller meals a day versus the bigger. And at the time that really worked for me. And it, it got me in a cycle of never getting too hungry. And that helped also versus what many of us grew up with, starve yourself all day. And then (laughs) you binge at night because you're starving all day. (laughs) So I know you said you're still struggling with it now. Like where where are you? What do you do when you wake up? Like you don't eat till noon. Like what's your typical day and what are you, what do you really want to change? Or are you at some sort of like a delicate balance now where you feel like you just need to like not <laughs> topple over where right, you're right. like, well, I think I will say this. I got in, in the COVID time, I reached the highest weight that I've been in a long time. And I don't weigh myself every day because that was an obsession too. But I hit certain points where certain clothes don't fit and you can only lie to yourself so much of I just dried it. And so it's tight. And and I sort of had that moment. Yeah. I had that moment of what do you want to do here? Like you can keep eating the way you're eating and go down that road or like, can we rein this in a little bit? So I'm not where I want to be. I'd like to lose about 15 pounds. And I, I hate saying that because I do think it's how I feel and how clothes fit, but I just know that for me is probably around 15 pounds. I've gotten back to the gym a little bit more because some gyms are open. I'm a horrible alone exerciser. I did it for what the first two weeks of COVID. And then I can't do yoga in my place. I stop. I just have 50 other things I want to do. So I've gotten into a routine. My husband's been a huge help. He avid, avid um, exerciser. And he got me to get out and run a little bit again, which I found that I enjoy again. So twice a week, I do a run walk. I have found yoga classes I can get to about two a week. For me, four days isn't what I'm used to. I'm used to like a five to seven. But for now, I'm kind of giving myself the break of, okay, if you can get back to this routine, that's good. And I've tried to just get back to some of the healthier eating that worked for me, the intermittent fasting. I tend to favor keto right now, again, because it works for me. I think I remain that black and white person of all or nothing. Like either I'm allowed to have some sweets or I don't want any. I don't want to have one night a week I can have this. I tend to one night a week leads to two nights a week, leads to five. And that's where I got in COVID. So I'm trying to maintain as best I can. (laughs) We just had a birthday for my stepson. I eventually gave in to the cake, but didn't kill myself over it just sort of did the, okay, let's get back on the horse. And, and that's where I am. Just, I say it's a battle. I don't want it to be that sound that bad, but it is. So I'm, I'm battling sort of with not thinking about it at all, having it dominate my life completely and finding that sweet spot. Because it, for me, 
and I don't mean this as pity for me and everybody thinks about how they look when they're out. For me, it's really hard on TV. I am, I get very self-conscious about it and how I look, how something fits, and then I'm not doing my job and that's not good. So that factors into all of it too, where I hope now because I'm working out and I've lost a little bit and I feel a little bit better that I'm finding that a little more balance of it's not the end of the world. Who cares if it takes six months? Let's just one day at a time, try to get through it. And my day is, I start with coffee. I drink coffee and I have enough to do. I try to work out in the morning, but by the time noon, one o'clock hits, I usually have eggs because it's an easy thing. And then I'll have a snack later on and have a couple snacks in the day before dinner. It's harder when I'm with my stepson because he has better meals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... My husband and I had burgers the other night and we were taking the, we were both taking the buns off and he had probably half of his and I took one little bite and we both said, they're just better with the bun. And I was in a place where I could have the bun every once in a while, but I'm not now. And in the end, it's a bun. It's like, <laughs> this is not, like, it, it amazes me. Like, this is what I'm thinking about. It's a bun. It's a piece of bread. It's okay. I don't need to have it, but I have to be in that in a good frame of mind, I'm sure for you, for everybody, it's like when you are depressed or sad or whatever, yeah, that bun is everything. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, so that's kind of where I am. If that answered your question, I, can't I felt even, like I went off. <laughs> no, it was great. I love hearing what you have to say. I, for me, if I'm having one of those moments where I feel like deprived, not having the bun, I just won't even have the burger. Like I can't even go over oh, to the yeah. burger. Like I yeah. only want it the way I want it or else forget it. You know, I don't yeah. want like pasta without the butter. I'm just not going to eat the pasta. Yeah. But I'm only doing that now. I mean, forget like COVID time. Right. Well, I was like, say, it changes sometimes. Like, yeah. For me, there are moments where I'm, I, I had a stretch where I was a great, every Saturday I had whatever I wanted. I tried that mode. And then the rest of the week I was very, not, not regimented, but I watched what I ate and I mm-hmm. ate healthier. And I don't know what happened, but at some point, I think it was actually around the fall and you're inside a little more and suddenly it spiraled and then Halloween came and then Thanksgiving. (laughs) So yeah, for me, it just depends where I am and time of year. And I think COVID for all of us, it's just made everything harder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially because I mean, yeah, for so many reasons, but having temptation all around and, and not having to ever see anybody else (laughs) <laughs> like, right, right. You know, like, I don't know if that, or in like the lack of movement and everything. And I mean, I, I literally waited we, until like my pajamas didn't fit. Do you know what I mean? Like I stretched right. this as long as I could go until I was like, okay, now what? You know, like yeah. I, I'm not buying new pajamas for God's sake. So, you know, everyone has their hitting bottom. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I'm the, the wardrobe, the, the clothes I have where I did a pretty good job of when I've lost certain amounts and kept it off of, okay, this stuff needs to go. But like every woman, you know, you have every size in your closet and every, and it's when I've run out of, okay, now I really don't have any more to wear. What am I going to do? I, right. I can't go buy a whole new wardrobe again. That's not going to happen. What's happened with your brother as he's gotten older? Can he still eat anything? No, no. And this has been really interesting. So I would say in my family, my, my father passed away a few years ago. My dad was until his dying day. I, despised him for this. Cut out a sandwich or cut out this and he would lose weight. He had a heart attack at 70 and it was, his cholesterol wasn't even high. Like it was just, he very healthy, active person and his metabolism, all of that. So, but my brother has some mix of my, of my mom and I, my mom has always, has always struggled. My brother, maybe in his twenties started to gain a little bit of weight. 
did okay, but didn't had never been on a diet and didn't know good eating. He even though he was thin, he had never learned how to eat well either. We were a family of snackers. You know, my parents would snack at night, and that's what we saw. So you become accustomed to that. And I don't remember exactly what age, but his weight maybe after his wedding. He also was in the military for a while, so obviously had to keep in good shape for that. After he got married, almost 10 years ago now, he started to put on weight to the point where I know it became a problem for him in trying to get back to his military, doing his training. He was in the reserves and you have to go back and you have to hit certain measurements. And he really has struggled and I've tried to help him, but we look at it so differently. You know, he'll, it's almost like he has to go through all the things I went through before he'll listen. He, he does a lot of the, I'm going to do a juice cleanse. Mm-hmm. And I'll say to him, you can, but I'm just telling you at the end of that, and when you've lost the water weight and all, as soon as you start eating again, it comes back. (laughs) Or eating an entire tub of strawberries, not good. Not not a good, like, I don't care how good the food is for you. Same thing with like eating a huge bowl of salad. There has to be, there have to be limits. Nothing in, in huge excess is good. But he's struggled and he has a little boy now and it's a struggle for him because he wants to take weight off so he can run around with him. I remember we used to run Thanksgiving. We'd always have together as a family and he and I would go out for our, our version of the turkey trot in the morning. And we were just together with my mom and she's fine, but she had to have a procedure done in Florida and we had to go down there and, you know, we're high stress. And I was going out in the mornings and doing this run walk and I knew he couldn't do it with me. And that was sad to me because, you know, he's a, should be a healthier I guess, weight than what he is now. And I know he feels that way, but I know his struggle. And yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's easier if you've struggled your whole life because you've been doing it, but I certainly feel badly. And his wife just has control and eats in moderation and can put the chocolate chip cookies away. And we've laughed, my mom and I trying to explain to her yeah, no. <laughs> I have like the exact same thing going on. Yeah. But is it my, you and my brother, because I was, that yeah. happened to my brother. I mean, not to talk too much about him, but he could eat anything he wanted when we were growing up. And, and everybody just like, you know, put it on a platter for him. And then they would mm-hmm. hide the cookies from me on a too high a shelf. And I would be like, really? And he would eat like a box of Enemans chocolate chip cookies after school yeah. as a snack. And, yeah. you know, I would have like diet Coke in my room, you know, like, not, which <laughs> yes. was not better, but I was like dieting, you know? So, and then oh. it wasn't until, you know, after kids and whatever that he started to like be a man and like didn't know how to eat right. And all of a sudden he's on Atkins and I'm like, you yeah. know, it's just so anyway, catches up with yeah. everybody. It um, does. And, it, and you have to realize, like the one thing I've said to my brother is we're so different. He has cholesterol stuff that my mom has. I've never mm-hmm. had that. And so he tried at, he he knew I was doing the keto. And I said, I I don't think you can do that with your cholesterol because I think of what I eat and there's no way. And then he thought Atkins and right away that cholesterol spiked. And I I said to him, you've got to find what works for you. And, And to your point, you said that before, that's exactly it for everybody. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. If no other reason, then I feel like you basically could have told a lot of my own story. Like I was <laughs> never like heard a story and felt like so much like, yeah, that too. I mean, that was crazy yeah. just to listen to. So, you know, I'm in it with you at the stroke. I mean, it's like crazy. It doesn't go away. I'm 44. It's like, I'm just, I'm still dealing with this stupid stuff. But, you know, I think one of the things is like the belief that it shouldn't be so hard or that it's frivolous 
And it, it's just really hard. And <laughs> I think the it hardest is. part is doing it alone because it feels so like shameful that I can't get control of something. And it's so visible. Like I imagine how that's how you feel on TV. Like it's yeah. like, I can't hide when I've been eating badly. It's like out there for anybody. So yeah. it, it's you, embarrassing you know to whole, me. Yeah. The whole world and the control thing I think has always been, you know, because it, I always remember it was always diets. It's a willpower. It's willpower. Yes. Well, I can do a million things. I have great control and great willpower, but this feels so different. I remember the first time a doctor had said to me, because I really like the sugar battle and the bread battle and explaining, well, yeah, your, your insulin spikes, like that there is an actual physical to your question earlier. All I wanted to be told is you are doing everything you can. And there are these other elements that might be battling against you that may not battle against everybody else. And I explain it to people that, you know, you can eat a sandwich and you're satisfied or you, I can't, I have that bread and I spend the rest of the day thinking about what food is next and not trying to, it will creep into my head. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hungry now. No, I'm not hungry. So it's really, really it's just difficult. Well, thank you again for talking and sharing and not making me at least feel so, you know, <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure other people too. So yeah, we'll stay in the group and post. And if it helps you, you know, use it to your advantage if it helps. And if not, don't, but anyway, I will. Okay. No, I will. I will. Thanks for letting me share. I think it does help to share and talk about it and know same for me. Know that. Yep. I had that story. Yeah. The Enemans. I forgot about the Enemans chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. They were so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dana. Thanks. Have Thank a great you. day. Okay. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Don't forget to follow the private support group at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight on Instagram. Thanks. <laughs>